This is Gary W. Johnson, a.k.a. The Vintage Gentleman, coming to you with something that might inspire you, empower you, or motivate you to be a better version of yourself. Hopefully, we'll be able to say something that you can benefit from today. We're going to be talking to a young man who just happened to be my nephew, Ahmad. Ahmad, he has a story to tell, and Ahmad is getting off into music, and he's doing some other things. Uh, he's got a, a younger brother that uh, he's trying to bring along and look after. And uh, the thing of it is, he's trying to make sure that he's going to be a better version of himself and inspire his brother. Right now, we're getting ready to get started. And uh, I'm going to introduce you to Ahmad. How you doing, Ahmad? What's going on, huh? Everything is great. Yeah. Ahmad, I... Uh, I want you to tell people uh, where you're originally from. Okay, so I was born in uh, North Dallas. Uh, I was very young. I was in the Oak Cliff area for for a, for a while. Okay, you know, um, and so I was. I moved with my grandmother. I ended up staying with my grandmother. Okay, for uh, yeah, at a very young age, and she lived out in uh, this is a little town. It's called Dalworth. They call it Dalworth, Texas. I know what that is. Dalworth, uh, Dalworth yeah, Dalworth, I know where it is. Uh, it's, right. It's in, it's in the Grand Prairie area, but it's a, it's a little, yeah. Right. It's a little subdivision. It's called Dalworth. Okay. Yeah. So, I grew up there. I grew up there. Uh, went to Grand Prairie High School. I, I went, well, I went to Adams Middle School, and then I went okay. to Grand Prairie High School. Okay. Yes, okay. Now, when you uh, were in school, I know you uh, faced some challenges. Now, uh, your grandmother, you say you were raised by uh, your grandmother, Sure. Uh, was your grandmother uh, raising you alone, or was it uh, a man in the household? Yeah, it was majority. Something? Majority, it was her. It was her majority okay. of the time. Uh, you know, uncles came in and out, but they, right. they, they was in and out. You know, right? They, they never really uh, had a, a lasting impression on me, so right. to say. You know, uh, you know, she she had a uh, she had a husband when okay. I was real young. She had a husband, right? But. Uh, they ended up, you know, getting a divorce, and she got remarried again when I was in high school. I was in like 11th grade. Okay. And they, yeah. So. Yeah. Now, now tell me this: when you uh, were in school, I know with some of the challenges you may have faced, anything like that. Uh, did you have any uh, uh, bitterness, or did you uh, uh, feel like you were missing out on something uh, by not having your father in the household with you? Yeah. Yeah. So. It definitely, I definitely thought about it. I definitely dealt with it, and you know, asked questions to myself. You know, like any any other any other child would. You know, right. not having their, their father figure. But uh, I end up end up dealing with. It. I end up living with it, living through it, and uh, yeah, getting through it. So, well, a lot of times, uh, you know, with experiences like that, uh, it's like things like that can make or break you. Fact. You know, and uh -huh. so uh, if it didn't break you, I mean, it made you and helped you uh, be the man that you are today. Sure. And, uh, you know, with uh, the challenge that you have, and it's not like an isolated case. You know, you may have even had a few friends that may have been experiencing somewhat the same thing. Maybe not being raised by a grandmother, but it's like, you know, man, my father's not in my life, anything sure. like that. Now, when you... Uh, 
uh, were going to school and everything, especially like in high school? Uh, were you uh, uh, going to school on a regular basis? Were you missing school? Yeah, yeah. My grandmother, she made sure you know. Okay. Made sure we got up and got, Good. And got to school. Uh, I never really been the one to to miss school or to you know to to skip school. I never really. Cause I like I like to go to school. I like to, you know interacting with the people. You know, I like that uh, making friends, making friends. And, That's and, really and, good. And, and yeah, and just, yeah, I just, I felt good. I felt good being around, you know, being around a lot of people, you know, people like me. And, good. Yeah. That, uh, that helps a lot because uh, you can adjust to change. And some people, it's hard for them to adjust to change. You know, uh, not that you have to be like a social butterfly, anything like that, but right. you don't get get off into a shell and you know, like uh, I don't have my daddy and oh man, exactly. uh, yeah. you know. And some people they revert into uh, uh, doing some things like uh, out of anger, like maybe talking back to teachers, uh, maybe skipping school, or maybe getting in trouble, mm. uh, where you're having to go to juvenile, or you know, the parent or your grandmother yeah. having to come to school because you acting up in school because of some of the things that you are faced with in your challenges. And some kids, they go that route. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you maintain good grace in school? Majority, majority of the time I did, but once I got older, I kind of didn't do. I, I didn't perform as, as best as I could. You know, I was I was really a class clown to be honest. I was class. Oh really? Clown. I mean, yeah, I was. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was. I was wild sometimes. But uh, I had good teachers. They looked after after me. You know, they made sure I was doing what was right. You know, at the end of the day, I was fortunate to have good teachers. Really, you know, and uh, that helps a lot. It does. So yeah, and then I, I started playing basketball. When I started playing basketball, you know, I wasn't really too much involved in the academic side of school i just wanted to play sports you know I just, that's all i wanted okay. to do so great did, did you find like that was kind of like an outlet for you uh and and bonding with your your teammates or back, something yeah, like that's that? why it took me away from a lot a lot of stuff like that was going on back in my neighborhood you know in the area it was a bad area at the time and right it took me away it took me away from all of that you know going out of state playing ball uh going to tournaments Oh, okay. You know, yeah, being around my, my basketball family. Okay. Majority of the time, yeah. So I wasn't really in the, in the streets that much at all. That's good. It's, it's very beneficial, especially like when you have a, a bond with, with your coach and he's the kind of coach that he kind of knows kind of what's going on in the household so he can like maybe give you some advice or try to give you yeah. some uh, structure, you know, not trying to raise you, but being there for you because mm -hmm. I can remember when I was uh, – a kid, I had mother and father at home, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I was playing sports, and I never invited my mother, father to come and watch a game. I played basketball, football, I ran track, uh, and started in elementary school, and you know through junior high school, and uh, played one year in high school. But I can remember uh, one of my coaches when I was playing uh, pop Warner football. Gotcha. One of my coaches, he told us something after we had lost a game. And you know we had our heads down, and we kind of mad at each other because we knew we could have played better, but we didn't, and right. we lost that game. And we were sitting on the bench, and the coach was walking up and down in front of the bench and everything. And this coach, I never will forget this, and it had more meaning to me once I grew up into my manhood. Mm. He was so mad, he was shouting at us, and he told us, 
Always remember, a winner never quit, and a quitter never wins. And when he told me that, I mean, I'm thinking about what he's saying, but I didn't get the full gravity of it until I became a man. When I became a man, I realized exactly what he was saying, but this was something that a coach gave me, not my father, not my mother, but a coach. And he wasn't trying to be a father to me. He was just being a coach. But he gave me that, and that was something that was instrumental in me being the man that I am today because I found so much strength in that. Because, like, I got to a point to where it's like, it's no quit in me. There is no quit in me because I realized what he was saying. A winner never quits, and a quitter never wins. If you're constantly quitting, you will never make it across the finish line. You'll never make it because you're always quitting. What makes you a winner is because there's no quit in you and you're always striving, you know, always striving. And so, uh, you know, with that, uh, I I still hold it with me today because of my coach. Uh, Can you think of anything that maybe a coach may have told you that uh, inspired you in some kind of way or empowered you or motivated Mm -hmm. you? I can't think of a specific situation. Okay. I mean, I, I've had the opportunity to be around some some great coaches. Good. Uh, you know, I played AAU ball. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I played at Grand Prairie High School with uh, at the time coach. It was Coach Emmett at the time. He was the okay. head coach, and Coach uh, Brown. He was the assistant coach, and uh, it was Coach Fair as well. But uh, yeah, Coach Brown. He's now the, the head coach of Grand Prairie, and they uh, okay. They did they did very good uh, last year. This last uh, basketball season, they did very good. Uh, but yeah, uh, so. They, you know, they was kind of like my father, you know, my father figures. Good. Some of them, yeah, some of them, you know, coaching, you know, it was, it's rising next to that feeling that parent role. Because I spent, you know, I spent a lot True. of time, I spent a lot of time with uh with some of those coaches, you know, uh, whether it was going out, after, right. you know, going out on the weekends, whether it was uh practice, you know, consistently practicing. uh Yeah, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more time spent with them than maybe, uh, you know, if you were going to like, if your grandmother made you go to church or something on a Sunday, that's just one day, mm-hmm. you know. But if you're going to school every day and you're playing basketball and you're playing football, right. you leave one season and go to another season. So you still got your teammates and you still got a coach. Whether it was the same coach or not, you still got that coach there. And so you're spending a lot of time with that coach. And uh, a lot of coaches, man, they're like father figures. And, yeah. you know, even like if a young man, you know, have both parents at home, you still got uh, uh, coaches that's going to be kind of like a father figure and yeah. give you some good advice. If yeah, they see you going, you, yeah. yeah, if they see you going the wrong way, they're going to pull you to the side and try to talk to you. Uh, I can remember when I was, you know, a teenager, I was probably 16 at the time playing basketball and didn't know we were going to be practicing that day. And uh, at that stage of my life, I was experimenting with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, today they call it lean. Lean, uh, just in case you're not aware of it, uh, is like a cough syrup. Yeah, I know and, what you're talking about. Uh-huh. And they drink that lean to get high. Mm-hmm. Now, we were doing that when I was a teenager. Okay. But we didn't call it lean. You know, and uh, it was like, you know, uh, a cough syrup. Cough syrup, gotcha. And, and we drink this cough syrup. And so that particular day, I didn't know we were going to have a scrimmage. And I was out, you know, on the campus and I had been drinking, you know, the cough syrup. And, uh, you know, I was high. And uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, 
one of my partners was running track. He was out there. Hey, Gary, man, y'all getting ready to play a game in there, man. Coach Gales was looking for you, man. He was looking. I'm like, oh, okay. I went in there and got off into the game and everything. After the game was over, <laughs> my coach, man, you know, he, he knew something was wrong with me. Yeah. He pulled me to the side, asked me what I'd been doing. And uh, when I told him, I was honest with him because he was my basketball coach uh, in uh, junior high school. He was uh, my drafting teacher in junior high school. And now I'm in high school at a different school, of course. And now he's my basketball coach. Yeah. And he actually cared about me and my well-being. And uh, he told me he didn't want me to do that. And uh, he told me he was going to tell my brother, which I had a brother that was uh, at the same school at that time. Uh, I was in the 10th grade. My brother was in the 12th. Mm -hmm. So he called my brother in, in front of me, and told my brother, I want you to go home and tell your mother what Gary's up here doing at this school. Let her know what he's doing. And uh, my brother went home and told her, too. Yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, being a coach, you know, they can uh, uh, inspire you and give you guidance and do so many things, man, that will carry over into your adult life, man. And I experienced that. Now, uh, I know you say you... Uh, you played uh, basketball and everything like mm -hmm. that, but uh, when you got out of uh, high school, uh, you ended up going to the military? I did, yeah. Yeah. What what uh, uh, made you decide you wanted to go to the military? It was really a last-minute decision. You know, okay. uh, me playing basketball, I wasn't, I didn't have the right, well, how can I say this? I didn't have the right support system i had the support there but right. as far as taking it further a further step right i didn't have the stuff in place there to take it to the like the collegiate level i, I didn't really have the you know things set up for me to do that so right so yeah so i, I was you know it was i think it was like senior day in my school and i was just thinking like what i was going to do after, after you know at the high school and i didn't really have anything you know i, I know i didn't want to go to college and pay pay by myself, you know, being right. dead and everything. So I was just thinking of the next best thing to do, you know. So I was just, you know, I came across a, a, a Navy recruiter and I ended up talking to him and uh, he, he uh, presented me with some opportunities, you know, in the military. So, okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay, it sounded like a good, a, a good deal, you know. So I ended up signing up, I ended up signing up and I ended up leaving it. Okay. Know? Now, uh, when you say you came across this recruiter, mm -hmm. was this something that was uh, set up in the school? Yeah, where they it was, were yeah, he was in the school. Yeah, he was in the school. Oh man, that's excellent, man. Yeah, I came across him. Yeah, so it was me and my my, my partner. Uh, okay. Yeah, we was both supposed to go in, but I ended up being the only one to go in. Yeah. So yeah. Do you uh do you think that was like a, a turning point in your life when you made that decision to go to the military? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Good. Good. And uh, how many years did you end up uh, staying in the military? I ended up doing five years. Five About years? Five years, around five okay. years. Okay, okay. Uh, did you have to go off and, like, fight, like, uh, in Iraq, Iran, no, any so, place? Yeah, so, I mean, I was combat, but it's a little different in the, in the Navy, you know, with combat. So, I was on a ship. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was on a ship in the middle of the ocean, basically, you know, doing work, doing work out there, you know, and, uh... In the Mediterranean Sea, out there in that area. Wow! Over there. Uh -huh. Wow! Yeah. So being in the military, uh, coming from you know, uh, you know, uh, a place like uh, Dallas or 
Grand Prairie or Dow Worthington. Mm -hmm. uh, you had a chance to see some things that uh, maybe you had never dreamed of seeing, or yeah, most definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I seen some places, and it was it was just a different feeling. It was crazy. It was like a surreal feeling, really. Surreal, right. yeah. I got to see Italy. Wow. Got to see Paris. Wow. Got to see Dubai. Wow. You know, yeah. Wow. Got to interact with those people out there and the, wow. the culture. Wow. So yeah, it was, it was very, yeah, it was very different. Good. Yeah, a lot of people, man, will never get a chance to uh, see those places in life. And I've heard about Dubai, and I've seen things and read things, you know, about Dubai. Uh, I never really had a desire to go. Uh, and in some way, if I wanted to go overseas and do something, I could. Uh, maybe not go to as many places that you've been, mm -hmm. but if I wanted to go, I guess I could. But, you know, I haven't really had a desire to go anywhere. If I really wanted to go anywhere, it would probably be like uh, uh, Rio, Rio de Janeiro someplace. Gotcha. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I, I want to go there too. Yeah, like South America. I, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, you know, I was thinking, man, you know, to uh, see these women in these bikinis yeah, on the man, beach or heard, something, yeah. you know. <laughs> Uh, that's nice you know there. yeah that that's something that I kind of you know thought about if I wanted to go it would probably be like Rio or someplace like that okay you know see those ladies uh, you know on the beach man the bikinis and things of that nature man yeah but uh, anyway when uh, you did go to the military did you uh, uh, get inspired or get interested in music while you were in the military or was mm -hmm. that something that happened afterwards? Um, so I've always been musically inclined. You know, I was okay. drawing music. I always been uh, yeah. I, I was singing. You know, around there. you guys, my little brother. You know, he got got tired of me singing sometimes. I used right. to go around the house. I used to sing all day. Right. So I think when I got in the military, it provided me with a space. Like you know, because when you get out there, it's like you're. No, I had no family out there. When I moved to Virginia, so I didn't have I didn't have no family out there, right? Like, in Dallas, you know. Right. So, yeah. So I'm, you know, I got lots of free time, lots of free time. So, right. So I ended up, I ended up buying a keyboard because I always I always wanted to learn how to play the piano, you know. So one day I ended up, you know, buying buying the keyboard because I wanted to learn how to play. Okay. You know. Yeah. So. So once I got into it, you know, I got the keyboard, I, I got to uh, learning, you know, different chords and everything like that. Uh, it kind of, it, it was like a therapy. It was like therapy to me, you know. It's I like, can see that. It's like therapy. So, you know, playing the keyboard and then it went went on to recording, went on to me recording. So I ended up buying some uh, recording gear and I ended up uh, recording a couple of songs I put on SoundCloud, you know. And that yeah. was all while you were in the military. Yeah, while I was in the military, right. Okay. It's like the last, probably the last two years I was in, because when I first got in, you know, you're trying to get adjusted, you know, right, and stuff right. like that. So probably about the last two years, yeah, and I ended up getting involved, right, getting really involved, you know, as far as recording and and putting content out on, on social media and singing and stuff like that. Because I was so, I was so, I didn't, I was kind of like self-conscious a little bit of me singing, you know, like I, I can see that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, you know how to feel about it, you know, when I put it out there. So I, one day I was just like, you know, like, I'm, I'm going to just put it out there. Right. So right. I did that. I got some good feedback. I got some great right. feedback from that. So that, you know, that pushed me to keep going, to uh, keep making more music and keep doing more things like like that uh, when I got that feedback. And probably you found a, a comfort zone because you wasn't second-guessing yourself, right, one, anything yeah, like that, like wondering... 
man, what does it sound like to other people? Exactly. And, you know, man, I'm wondering about this or that. Uh, so uh, with you, uh, with you doing that, when you first uh, got your keyboard, how old were you at that time? Probably, what, 22? Okay. 22, 23. And um, you said once you got the keyboard, you started writing songs? I started uh, doing tutorials, so I used YouTube, okay. actually, to, uh, to learn some of the basic, you know, and, and the songs that I wanted to sing. Okay. Yeah, so I practiced those songs. I practiced a couple songs, and then I ended up... Uh, Plan it, you know, put it on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, I was now, doing it for for a minute. Uh, now, I know you uh, uh, chose a keyboard. Was it anything in life where you heard music, whether it was jazz, man, R&B? Really, my, that... my inspiration behind the keyboard really is uh, Jamie Foxx. Oh, Jamie okay. Foxx, yeah. I He's didn't know good. how bad, yeah, I didn't know how good he was on He's the keyboard. Good. So, I, you know, looked him up and, you know, looked at his background and, yeah. So I was looking at him, you know, even at his uh, comedy performances, he'll do like a uh, a session, like a key, uh, piano session right, at the end. Right, yeah. right, And it was, it was interesting, and it was, you know. Now, uh, at the time uh, when, you know, he was kind of uh, inspiring you, uh, were you aware at that time that he was from Texas also? No, I didn't know at first. I didn't okay. know. And so I started, you know, digging deeper in the story. Right. Yeah, and I'm, Figured out he was from uh, Terrell. He's from Terrell, Texas. Terrell, Texas, yeah. Right, right, so. right. I uh, I know some of his relatives. Uh-huh. You know, uh, a couple of his relatives, they had lived in a neighborhood where I grew up in Oak Cliff. Gotcha. And uh, uh, one of his relatives, I ended up uh, doing security work for him uh, because he was a club owner. He owned uh-huh. a club. And, uh, you know, he had pictures, you know, with, with Jamie and everything, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, but... Uh, yeah, uh, a big talent, man. Well, that's good, man. That he got you uh, yeah, inspired off into that, yeah. man. Because you I've know, always been drawn to the to the piano sound, to the okay. sound, just the keys. I've always been drawn to it. But once I seen him and how he was able to incorporate it in his, you know, in his performances and using his voice, you know, it, it inspired me to to want to to take it to another level. Right. Well, man, I've uh, I've heard a couple of your songs, man, and you know, I'm really impressed, man. And, uh, you know, I, I love jazz, uh, I love R&B, uh, love ballads, you know, things like that. I don't listen to a lot of rap music, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, there is some rap music that I can appreciate and listen to, uh, but some of it, and it may just be my age, some of it I heard, man, it's kind of like, it's just listen to dudes that are retarded trying to, you know, uh, make sounds over music, you know, but like I said, it might be my age, man, you know, I'm old school, man. Uh, but uh, I have a great appreciation for music. I think when you said like it may be therapeutic, I think music is a vehicle to take people out of the dumps if they're in the dumps or to enhance their good feeling if they're feeling good, to enhance right. that. Uh, and also uh, uh, music with me is just a means of escape. If I get off into a blue funk or something, if I'm thinking about like... Uh, Something that had me sad, like whether it was my son, when my son passed, or, you know, something that I'm sad about. Man, I got some music that I put on, man, and it'll take me to another level. Yeah. So music is therapeutic. When I look at that, man, you know, I find so much in music. It's like my vehicle, getting in a vehicle to take me from one place to another. And so I think that's great. Uh, With the stuff that I've heard, man, that, you know, on the songs that I've heard, man, if you keep going at the rate you're going now, man, I mean... 
you're going to be huge, man. Right. You're going to be huge. Uh, people that. are going to yeah. hear about you, man. You know, because you make some good music. Uh, now, when it comes to uh, uh, some of the vocals and things like that, uh, did you get inspired by anybody else that was like a vocalist uh, and writing songs? So yeah, in church, in church growing up, I always had a thing for the choir sound, the harmonies. Okay. Yeah, I always had a thing for the harmonies, so it's, it's been a thing that stuck with me, you know, and, and okay. like you said, when I hear it, I, I, I felt good about myself, you know, I, I feel good when I hear okay. stuff in unison, you know, so okay. I try to incorporate, incorporate that in my, in my music as well, you know, a lot of background harmonies and, and uh, it's a unison sound, you know. Okay. Yeah, aside from the, you know, the, the lead vocal, me just singing, you know. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, interesting you should say that, man. I uh, remember there were certain groups uh, that they started off in the church, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and, and they went out, you know, secular music and stuff like that, man. And I remember seeing an interview uh, with uh, Otis Williams, who used to be with The Temptations. He was... Uh, the guy that you know put the group together, and he was from Texas, cool, Otis cool, Williams. Cool. And yeah. uh, in his in in his interview, I remember he was talking about rehearsals and things like that, and and he was saying, "Oh yeah, man, we were going to church, man. We we're taking them to church, man. We were going to church with that, yeah. you know." So a lot of music entertainers, man, uh, you know, a lot of it came from the church, you know. So with you saying that, I mean, you you're right on on point with what other people have been doing you know, that was in the church and then took it out, you know, and made music with it. Right. And uh, church music, you know, uh, it's all about a feeling. And man, some of the music I enjoy most is like something that I can really feel. Right. Something that I can feel, man, whether it's an instrumental or the sound of a person's voice or, you know, uh, some of the words that they're singing about, you know, when they can sing it and I can mm -hmm. feel it. I have so much of a great appreciation for that. Right. So, uh, with uh, with what you're doing now, uh, are you thinking about like getting with a label or something, or just getting your music together uh, right now? I'm just trying to get my name out there. Yeah, okay. I'm just trying to get my name and my sound out there. That's the, really the first. Okay. Right, yeah. Now, uh, right now, I know uh, I've heard a couple of songs. Uh, do you want to tell the listening audience uh, how they could? maybe listen to some of your music, whether it's mm -hmm. like on Apple or whatever they need to do okay. to hear some of your music, to see what you're all about. Okay, got you. So I'm active on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, really all the social media accounts. You can find me at uh, Instagram at Ahmad Mahim. That's A-H-M-A-D-M-A-H-I-M. And also Twitter as well, Ahmad Mahim 1. And what Facebook, Ahmad Stark. That's my personal is Ahmad Stark. But once you get on there, You'll be able to see my artist profile and everything. Yeah, and I also have uh, music out on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So on Apple, my name is Ahmad. That's my artist name is Ahmad. That's also my that's my real name. But type in Ahmad. You might have to put one of my song names. So you can put in Ahmad. You can put in Ahmad Southside. That's one of the songs that I've dropped recently. I've heard that Southside. So, um, it's yeah. good. It's appreciated. Yeah. And yeah, because right now it's, it's a lot of artists under a mod, you know, under a mod. So, okay. so I'm not that big. So when, when they put in a mod, it might not pop up right, just me. Right. But once you put in that song name with my uh, with my name, you'll better see my artist profile, my picture and everything. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you're saying that uh, once they put in 
a mod, uh-huh. if they just put in a mod and put Southside yeah, South next to my own. Okay. Your music will come up. It'll come up, yes. Would it just be that one song, Southside, so that'll so, come up, or would it be some other songs in there? Yeah, so with those, when that song pops up, pop up, you'll be able to, to go to my profile, like on Apple Music, you'll be able to go to my artist profile, and it has the rest of my songs on there, as well as Spotify, you better do the same thing. So click on that and go to View Artist Profile, and you better see all my music there. And also Man. on YouTube as well, my YouTube... Uh, Username is Ahmad Mahim. You type that in, you can find me there as well. Well, folks, you heard it. That's Ahmad Mahim. Yeah. If you put in Ahmad and pull up Southside, <laughs> you're going to hear his music. And I'm mm. telling you right now, he's good. Uh, you're going to hear about him. He's good. I appreciate that. Uncle. Anyway, I appreciate you sitting down with me today, having a conversation with me, and uh, sharing uh, your journey and everything. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you doing what you're doing and uh, being an inspiration uh, to your brother, not only your brother, but uh, other people. Say, listen, man, as long as you keep dreaming and you want to do something like that, man, you can't help but come up, man. Yes, and your music is good. Yes, sir. Appreciate so anyway, uh, you've heard that Ahmad Mahim put in Southside, pull his music up, mm-hmm. listen to his music, enjoy his music, share his music with others. Thanks again, Ahmad. All right. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh